Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Now, it's important that when we say that, you don't just watch it and listen to it silently. You need to open up your mouth. You need to say it for yourself because I, I can speak for me. I can't speak for you. I can receive for me. I can't receive for you. That's what we've been talking about in class. It's a decision and an action. So uh, uh, let's say it again in case somebody missed it the first time around. Say it out loud. Uh, my my spirit is fed and my faith grows stronger and I'm learning how to be an over. Overcomer. Hallelujah. This is a bit, just saying you're an overcomer starts the victory. It starts the manifestation of it in your life. Just saying it, saying it, because it's a choice to believe it and do it. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us and let's believe for more today. Father, all of us thank you for all the prayers you have answered and how you have sustained us and kept us to this present hour. Thank you for your angels that keep us. Thank you for your spirit in us. Thank you for your mercy and grace and all the times that we've done things ignorantly and you've had mercy on us anyway. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We desire to uh, draw near to you and we do by faith reach out to you and seek your face and draw near to you. And you said, if we do that, you'd draw near to us. You'd respond to us. And so we do. We draw close to you. And we say, Lord, teach us your ways and your will. And uh, about pleasing you and, and trusting you and, and following you fully. And thank you for manifesting your, your victories and miracle power in our life. And, and let it be a witness that others may see of your goodness in our life and be drawn to you by it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Would you look again in our uh, main text that we've been going over uh, about uh, overcoming unbelief. In Hebrews, the third chapter and the twelfth verse, he said, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Verse uh, 19 said, They couldn't enter in because of unbelief. We've been talking about the thief of unbelief, how it has robbed so many of the blessings of God and the plan of God. Chapter 4, verse 1, he said, Let us fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as to them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So he keeps talking about, without taking the time to read it, that um, there's a rest, that when you believe, you cease from the labors and the panic and the striving and the stress. And when you finally 
decide to believe and trust, you breathe a sigh of relief and you, you rest in him. Trust is rest. He goes on to say, verse 11, let us labor to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Uh, instead of feeding on the things that scare us and shake us and make us question and doubt, starve that, cut that off, shut that down, and feed your faith. There's a lot of stuff that you could see in here that's not going to help you. It's going to hurt you. And boy, and we live in what they call the information age with the internet and all the search engines and all the hundreds of channels of this and you know, thousands of this and millions of this. You can watch and hear something all night and all day. But where's it coming from? And who inspired it? And what's it doing to you? Is it feeding you fear or is it feeding you faith? Is it helping you or hurting you? Is it ministering death to you or ministering life to you? Thank God this book <laughs> is 100% pure faith food, spirit food. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No artificial additives <laughs> or preservatives. Huh? No, this is the inspired, God-breathed living word. Perfect in every respect. If somebody tries to tell you, oh no, there's, there's obvious glaring mistakes and disagreements in that book. There are not. There's not a one. Not a one. Now, in all the varied translations, there's different ideas about translations uh, and, and there's some new modern translations that are really not even translations. They're paraphrases. People are telling you what they think God meant. <laughs> but if you're talking about the original words that came out of God's mouth that were recorded, they're perfect. Perfect. And if you think you found something that disagrees, you just found something you don't know. Found something you don't understand yet. And I, I don't know how many times there are things that I looked at and I thought, now hold on, that don't seem to agree with this. But then a year later or five years later or 10 years later, I went, oh, oh, I see. No, that's perfect. Yeah, it works perfect. Yeah. I, I just didn't know something. And that's the case over and over again. Go with me if you, again, if you would again to uh, uh, Luke, that 17th chapter. We've been talking about uh, in contrast to the evil unbelief, the God kind of faith. In, in Luke 17, Jesus' disciples, uh, when he talked to them about forgiving, even multiple times in a day, they said in verse 5, 17.5 of Luke, they said, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith. This is a request. This is a prayer. And there are no telling how many people today are asking God for faith. And that is not how you get faith. The, nowhere did the Lord tell us to pray for faith or ask for faith. 
And you can see why I say that by his response. Did the Lord say, when they said, Lord, increase our faith. We need more faith. Did the Lord say, you sure do. I was wondering when you was going to ask. Uh-uh. No. Stand still. I'm going to give you some more. I'm going to load you up. No, that is not how it works. That's not how it comes. Not. What, what did the Lord say? If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might what? Say. say. You would say. So here we see they're wanting more faith. And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. What did Jesus say? Use what you got. Right? If you want more faith, use what you have. That's how it grows. That's how it develops. And what's the number one action of your faith? Saying. Saying. We saw that in Mark 11 on yesterday's class. When Jesus spoke to the fig tree and it withered up, nothing happened that you could see immediately, but then the next morning they came by and uh, the disciples said, Lord, look, look at that tree you spoke to. It's dried up. And, And he didn't say, yeah, that's amazing. I was hoping that'd work. No, no, he took it as a teaching example for them. He didn't need to check it after he spoke to it to him. It's done. But when they, they didn't get excited till they saw the outward change. And so then they said, Lord, look at that. He said, have the God kind of faith. Have it. Use it. Then he went on to say specifically, if you'll say and not doubt in your heart, But believe that what you say comes to pass. You'll have what you say. That's a lot of saying. Emphasis, isn't it? Isn't it? Let's look at it again. Now somebody may, hold your place there in Luke. Somebody may have never heard that before. So I want you to understand that that it's what Jesus said. Not an idea I had. Mark 11, 22. Jesus said, have faith in God. Now, we read in Romans where he said to every, every man, every person is given the measure of faith. That's the God kind of faith. The margin says, have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. Verse 23, for verily I say to you that whosoever shall say, say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. What if he didn't say anything? Would you be doing what he said? Could you expect any results if you wouldn't say anything? He said, you got to say this. Is this in line with what we just read in Luke 17? If you had faith, what what would you do? You would say. You'd speak. In that case, he said you'd speak to the tree. He he just got through speaking to a tree hours earlier. But he's telling them, this will work on something bigger. This will work on a whole landmass. Well, we know from from Hebrews 11, it was by the spoken word that all the planets were created. The worlds were framed by the word of God. Uh, The power of something unseen creating and shaping something that is material. That's why the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen or the conviction of of a reality of things not seen. 
without examining or asking people questions, I know there is a giant failure in the entire church in the earth of speaking faith. Why would he say, notice he didn't just keep saying, you got to believe, you got to believe, you got to believe. You do, but he emphasized three times as much in this phrase, this verse, saying, right? Because that, that's almost a foreign concept in a lot of churches. If you say, okay, let's confess this, people go, that's strange. You mean stand up, say it right out loud? Yep. Because Hebrews tells us that Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our confession. He works with what we say. So what did he say? Have faith in God. I want you to agree with that right now and say, I have faith in God. I have a measure of the faith of God. Now, what did the Lord say? Even if you just had the tiniest amount, do you want it to grow? Do you want it to increase? It, you would say. You would speak to things. Have you been speaking to things in your life? Jesus spoke to trees. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves. He spoke to spirits. He spoke to fevers. He spoke to disease. He spoke to the dead. Is that right? That's how he functioned. And he pleased God. The, the, the Father spoke right out of heaven and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Well, what do we know it takes to please God? Jesus functioned this way from early morning till the end of the day on everything. He, he was just in a regular thing speaking to issues, speaking to it, speaking to what many would call inanimate objects. Are things that are not people or not, you know, speaking to the wind and the waves. Should we follow his example? Yes. Can we? Yes. Should we? Yes. What if your uh, kidneys are not working right? Help me out, class. Huh? Cry. Huh? <laughs> and say it is so sad. Other people's kidneys work. Why can't my kidneys work? Hmm? Beg God. No. Huh? No. Without ceasing. No. That's not what he told us to do. Huh? If there's some kind of disease there, something that shouldn't be there, should we speak to it? Yes. Should we? Yes. Jesus rebuked things. He bound things. He loosed things. He commanded things. Somebody says, yeah, but that's, that's Jesus. He's the Son of God. Well, he's functioning as a man, we're told. He said, I can of my own self do nothing. And he told us to do it. Are we reading right here where he told us to do it? Yes. Go to Matthew 21. And to me it's even clearer here that he told us to do it. Matthew 21 and uh, verse 20. The disciples saw the tree. that the, Verse 19 said the fig tree had withered away. They marveled. They said, how soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said to them, Verily I say to you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree. Now hold on, hold on. Is he telling them they could have done what he did? Yes. Huh? Yes. That's what it says. Mm -hmm. 
Is he telling them they could have done what he did? Yes. Yes. Is the word of God God speaking to us? Are we his disciples today too? Is he telling us we can do what he did? He said it specifically in John 14. He said, if you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do also. Greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. Did he say we could do the works he did? Did he say it? You got to decide though, don't you? If you believe that or not. Somebody say, I believe this. I believe by His grace and a measure of His own faith working in me, I can speak like He spoke. Hallelujah. That's what He said. He said, if you would do it, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. It shall be done. Now, it's not one or the other. Sometimes people say, oh, you mean all I got to do is say it. No, he didn't say that. You got to believe it and say it. Right? And we saw in in Mark uh, 11, he said, if you'll say and not doubt, but believe that what you say comes to pass, you'll have what you say. He didn't just say you'll have what you say. He said, you'll have what you believe, right? And so people say, well, what if I say, you know, uh, I'm going to have a billion dollars come in today. Well, do you believe that? Uh, Yeah, maybe I do. No, you don't. Let me help you. (laughs) You don't believe that at all. (laughs) You're just saying something wild off the top of your head. So you can say it, but it ain't going to happen because you don't believe it. And, and even though you say, well, I, I want to believe it. Yeah, but that's not believing it. Wanting to believe. I need to believe it. That's still not believing it. Needing it is not believing it. Wanting it is not believing it. And if you're talking about believing God to do something for you, it can't just be something you reach up and grab off the top here. I'm going to believe that God does this. Did he tell you he would do that? Then you can't just randomly believe that he will. He's God, not you. He's, you know, he's the one that has the power. But you got, if he tells you that he will do something for you, that's when you need to put it in gear. That's when you need to make a decision and go, I believe what you said, Lord. And then you put it in your mouth and you start saying that he is doing what he told you. Or he has done it, you call it what he calls it. And so go with me to uh, Matthew, excuse me, Romans, the 10th chapter. And see another confirmation of this. Romans 10. Verse 17 is something that we've referred to many times. It says, so then faith comes. Well, let me, let me back up to, to verse 16. It said, they've not all, all obeyed the gospel. Now, you remember, we got through reading in Hebrews 4 about they heard the gospel, but it wasn't mixed with faith. Here he said, Uh, Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? In other words, who made the choice to believe it? The gospel, the good news. Then verse 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? The gospel, the good news, the good things that the Lord has said. That's how faith comes. And it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
Now, if you back up to um, verse 6, it, all of this was leading up to verse 17. Verse 6 says, the righteousness which is of faith does what? Speaks. Does what? Speaks. Does what? Speaks. Speaks on this wise, say not. Is he talking about saying and what not to say? Don't say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down from above. Who will descend into deep? That is to bring Christ again from the dead. Don't say that. What, what's he saying? Don't beg and plead with God just to do it. Reckon how many Christians are doing that very thing. Oh God, you got to move. We're trying to bombard the gates of heaven. You know, we're trying to get God to move, get God to move. He said, don't say that. Don't do that. Why? Read, read the rest. Read the rest. What saith it? The word. Everybody say word. word. See, how many times has he said saying and word? The word is near you. And in case you're confused about what he's talking about, it's in your mouth. That's what you say with. The word is close to you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And we know from a few verses later, that's how the faith comes, by hearing the word. And verse 9, that if you will what? Confess. Can you see how much this is emphasized? I mean just every other phrase is word, say, mouth, confess. And yet the modern church, how many people do that? I mean, it, it, it's almost lost. There's a few, you know, excited folks like us. <laughs> Is that right? That'll lead in confessions and talk about declaring and confirming and binding and loosing. But a lot of, of other folks that go to church, they look on that as just being extreme. And they say, why don't you do all that stuff? And, and that's not necessary. And Well, uh, this sounds like it is. Right? That's what the Lord said. And then the same people will beg for faith. Oh, God, give me faith. The, what did the Lord say? If you had faith, even as a grain of mustard seed, you'd do what? Say. You'd do what? Say. You would say something. He says, don't say, oh, God, you got to come down and fix it for me. Oh, Jesus, you got to move and do this for me. He said, no, dear, it's close to you. The answer is right under your nose. It's your mouth. Is that right? And this word is close to you in your mouth and in your heart. It is the word of faith which we preach. Did you know Paul was a faith preacher? Oh, yeah. That if you will what? Verse, verse 9. If you'll do what? He's talking about one of the greatest miracles you'll ever receive. The new birth. If you will confess, and in case you're wondering if he's talking about silent or not, with your mouth, huh? Everybody say confess. confess. With your mouth. He said if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. So it's not just saying it only, you got to have both. You believe it in your heart and you say it with your mouth. You've made the choice to believe, and you act on that faith. 
If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's a miracle. That's a greater miracle than any physical healing you'll ever receive because your spirit, when you're born again, it didn't get healed. Your spirit was recreated. You're a new man in Christ. Old things passed away. Now notice verse 10. For, he's describing what happened and why, how it worked. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. So you, you made that choice to believe it was the right choice. And it brings you into his right things and right ways, his righteousness. But that's not the end of it. Believing's a decision. What else is it? Believing's an action. And, everybody say and. Amen. And what? With the mouth, how do you get to it? You make the choice to believe it. Okay, I believe it, but I don't see it. I don't feel it. Nothing's happening. How do I get to it? I've made the choice to believe it. How do I get to it? How do I get to it? With the mouth, confession is made, hear that next word, unto. Unto is from here to there. To get, to, to get it, to lay hold on it, to experience it. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And it goes on to say, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be ashamed, will not be disappointed. This will work for everybody, everywhere, every time. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. I have a measure of the God kind of faith. I believe it in my heart. I say it with my mouth and it results in the power of God in salvation. Full salvation in my life. Oh, hallelujah. 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 And our time is up again. Well, it's been so good being with you again this week. And you need to come back because there's always more to see. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. Sure enjoyed being with you again this week. It's, it is exciting what the Word of God does to your spirit, how it quickens you. I always like to thank uh, you, all of our partners that pray for us, believe with us, continue to send support. You're a big part of this and you have part of the reward and it gives us a right to believe with you for your finances. Remember we're talking about don't just beg, but decree things and say things. Say this out loud after me. I call every bill paid. I call every need met. I claim abundance coming into my life now. I'll not lack. I'll not go without. We'll have more than enough to the glory of God. Hallelujah. I speak over our partners, Lord, every seed they've sown into us. I'm agreeing and expecting with them for abundant harvests coming in. And I agree with what they're saying over their finances. Every bill paid, every need met, every debt paid off and eliminated. Thank you. You are the God El Shaddai 
the God who is more than enough. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who always sees ahead and provides the supply, and we will not lack. Hallelujah. Well, it's been a rich week again. Come back next time. We'll go further in faith here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.